This is Dan Fagella, and you're listening to the AI in Business podcast. This is Tuesday, so we're covering AI use cases. And as many of you are aware, many times we're going to bring on uh, powerful, high-growth startups as our guests when we talk about use cases. Sometimes we're going to talk about enterprises who have a more big company take on where AI is going to find its fit. This week, we do the latter. We are interviewing Tim Gagnon, who's the VP of Analytics and Data Science at a company called CH Robinson. You might not know who CH Robinson is, but this is a 16 or $17 billion logistics and supply chain company based in the United States, a very big player in this domain. And Tim speaks with us this week about the trends that he believes are prescient when it comes to where AI is going to find its fit in logistics. He's very frank about the fact that it's the early days, but he's got some useful perspectives on what kinds of data and in what places AI could find a fit. From the perspective of within CH Robinson, that's certainly something to say, and so his take matters. Before we get into the episode, I want to read a review recently that I really liked on the AI and Business podcast on iTunes. This one is from Tracy R. Tracy says, Applied AI in Practical Terms. It was the title of the review. As someone outside the AI space, it's refreshing to hear how it's actually being used in practice, not vacuously referencing big data and advanced analytics. And then she goes on to list a couple of the different sorts of uh, industries she hopes to learn even more about as she goes back through our past episodes. If you like the show, I do want to mention, be sure to leave us a review on iTunes. It means the world to us, and it also helps to spread the show to other listeners who might not be familiar with the program as of yet. So you can go to iTunes, find AI in Business, drop us a five-star review, let me know what you think about the program. It certainly means a lot to us, and it's always a fun way for me to learn with the team. As I mentioned yesterday, we literally review uh, iTunes reviews every month and look at everything that's new and think about how we can improve. So check that out. Uh, Without further ado, though, we're going to fly into this episode. This is the Enterprise Look on AI Fit in Logistics with Tim Gagnon of CH Robinson here on the AI in Business podcast. So, Tim, uh, where I want to start us off is just looking at the current impact of artificial intelligence in logistics and supply chain. If we freeze time today in early 2020 and we ask, where has AI already got its tendrils into business processes and logistics and supply chain, where do you see that happening? Yeah, you know, it's a great question, mostly because it's such a diverse landscape of companies and there's places across logistics and supply chain and and the work we do largely around transport and inventory flow where AI is not yet embedded into workflows, operation and process. And and then there's uh, certainly many venues where it is and we're working very hard to have it be a very relevant and impactful contributor to what we do and how we deliver value. You know, some of the areas in our operations and as we do what we do that have been most impacted by science and AI are in the area of pricing. You know, pricing for us is such, first of all, it's, uh, you know, it's something that's happening at high volume day in and day out. And it's uh, a sophisticated process with a lot of personalization. So it's one of our most mature area in being able to drive automation and the influence of AI but certainly not the only area. Also in terms of a term we call matching, which is really the execution of supply and demand when we have a relationship with a capacity community, whether that be a truckload carrier or a airline or a railroad, we're matching that capacity with the demand in our ecosystem, our customer tenders that they're looking to us to execute those shipments. 
AI and data science have played a huge role in really changing the game and optimizing the way in which we do that, both in a more effective manner, but also an efficient manner as well by being able to move faster and drive cost out of that ecosystem. Visibility is a huge realm for us, and we've got tens of thousands of shipments on the road each and every day, and there's a lot of variables associated with all those shipments. So having uh, AI and machine learning surveil the activities of all that's happening in the execution of our freight in transit, if you will, to surface challenges early on for us to try to preempt those challenges and lead to on-time delivery, get the right information to the right time for the benefit of all stakeholders. Those are some of the really key areas. Okay, Tim. Yeah, so uh, I appreciate you kind of giving us a bit of a landscape of where you're seeing things within the operation at at CH Robinson. Obviously, you guys are a substantial firm with a lot of different kinds of technology applications. You talked this last example about visibility. I think there's a lot of factors when when people hear that in supply chain that that maybe could fit into the mix. You know, we we could think about visibility on weather and weather predictions. We could talk about real-time traffic updates. We could talk about GPS data from actual trucks, for example. Historic sort of data about times when a truck left and times when a truck arrived and and kind of uh, you know, time horizons from different locations or something like that. Visibility feels like it could involve drinking in of an almost unlimited number of types of data. When, when you say visibility, at least in terms of what you see today, in terms of where AI fits practically, where does that play in? What, what facets of the data are kind of being trained, used, leveraged? Yeah, and that's a really good question as well. I, you know, we really categorize visibility into two buckets, if you will. One being more of a real-time in-transit visibility. So we've got the life of a shipment from the time a a shipment is really picking up freight and then has the accountability to drop off that freight on plan, on schedule, on time, if you will, to the appointment. And uh, there's, a, to your point, a vast universe of information, data points that are captured during that time actually a significantly growing number of data points as we get more and more information about the activities of that shipment in flight. But that category of in-transit visibility, really important for the near-term results of a single shipment is, again, a vast universe, but a tremendous amount of work that not only Robinson's doing, but the industry's doing to get more insightful. And as mentioned in my earlier comments, really try to get more predictive and prescriptive in that realm. I've been with Robinson for 20 years in the industry for a longer time than even that. And we've evolved significantly, especially over the last few years with the abilities of both technology, the high performance compute, and then data science and machine learning to be able to really move from a very reactive state of dealing with issues after they've already surfaced to a much more preemptive state of getting out in front of things. So there's a whole universe of information that centers around, are things happening according to plan? Is the shipment where you expect it to be in a moment in time? And if not, what might you do about it and how do we involve the right participants to resolve that. The second category is really the more overtime category, not necessarily a single shipment, but the aggregation of our relationship with our customers and our carriers that looks at the overarching inventory of 
shipments that we've executed together to evaluate both the things that have happened according to plan and those things that have been challenging for us to identify ways to make things improved or get to a better result. And that's a very collaborative engagement. One of the recent announcements that we've uh, made around our technology investment and our areas of innovation is the Robinson Labs venture that myself and our team has been working on. And that is, I, I mentioned that because it is a collaboration that working directly with customers, carriers, and our account teams and our engineers and data scientists working together to really evaluate what's happening in the ecosystem of our relationship and look for ways to improve. And ultimately, AI and machine learning are powered by the logic that we can provide to that ecosystem to help us surveil, again, you know, millions of pieces of information on an hourly basis in our ecosystem to try to bubble up those things that help us either in the near time of a shipment or over time in terms of a more strategic review and conversation with our customers to identify those things that we can do together to get to improved outcomes. And those improved outcomes usually center around the results that we're all looking for for our customers. It's, of course, driving success factors in their business, for our carriers the same, and then within the Robinson ecosystem, looking to make sure that we're doing what we're doing as effectively as we can in a profitable model. So just to kind of get back to the question here about what data is being useful, I mean, I think everybody understands broadly like, hey, lots of sources of data, we can start to predict some stuff. That's kind of what I'm hearing. I think the, the question is really around sort of the sources of, of value, sort of where, where, we're, where we're feeling like what facets of data are we going to be able to pull in to kind of make these predictive results actually occur. So again, there's a wide landscape here. We could talk about weather. We could talk about satellite imagery. We could talk about GPS data. We could talk about historical records of sort of when stuff shows up, when's it, when it leaves, what was in the truck, et cetera. When you look across kind of what types of data are stored and in logistics, it's often very bumbled, very siloed, very ugly, very hard to harmonize. And I imagine a lot of your heavy lifting at a company, C.H. Robinson's ages, is sort of getting, getting those kind of data flows right so we can actually start to do some training. But when you look at the the kinds of data that are accessible enough for us to start getting predictive, where do you think that low-hanging fruit is going to bubble up from, to use your term? What what kinds of data are harmonized enough where some predictive uh, nuances might be coaxed forth from it? You mentioned really many examples that are in place today in our ecosystem. When I talk about in-transit visibility, that GPS data is really critical and we are investing heavily to be able to capture more and more of that data in the very fragmented community of carriers that is a difficult challenge to get a consistent flow of gps data just that as an example but that is absolutely fueling a lot of innovation weather data is is also a great source and and i would just bundle that together with a lot of publicly available data that we're utilizing to inform our ecosystem. So again, you know, that can be weather data, that can be macroeconomic data and and other data of that type. The operational data that flows through our system is also a critical factor. You know, that, that data is a tender coming into our system, all the attributes associated with a shipment that give us 
understanding of the dynamics of the shipment. It could be a hazardous material that we're shipping. It could be a just-in-time supply chain that we're serving. So the operational data is absolutely a critical factor. And we also purchase data from sources to use as a benchmark or an indexing opportunity to help us, again, inform the decisions that are happening within the ecosystem of you know, both our more manual-oriented activities as well as the more automated decisions that are being driven through our AI and machine learning ecosystem. Got it. And part of the thinking about where this technology is taking us involves asking the question of how logistics is going to be transformed. I suspect, and I, I suspect your experience is, that certainly while progress has been made, there's a lot to be done. Logistics is not sort of tippity-top of the list of, of sort of industries where any semblance of data harmonization has been important sort of historically, nor is it tippity-top in terms of industries where that's happening swiftly. So there's there's certainly some some kind of grunt work in getting ourselves off of yellow pads and, and uh, you know, into systems that we can align. But if we look forward, there's obviously going to be some transitions, some transformations. Um, when you look five years, 10 years out, it's sort of how logistics as a business, logistics as a part of many businesses, if you're in retail, let's say, how it's going to fundamentally alter. What do you see as those big shifts? What's the future we're walking into that's really going to be different than today? And how do you paint kind of where we're headed to? I think that the, you know, to just try to categorize it the best way I can, just thinking five to 10 years out, the, the premise of autonomous is a category that many people think of through the lens of an autonomous truck or a self-driving truck or a, a self-driving vehicle. But I, I've already suggested that we've got some autonomous functionality within our operational ecosystem that just a couple of years ago we did not have. You know, I, I certainly think that I don't know whether five to 10 years is the right time frame to be thinking of with autonomous vehicles, but that is a certainly a game-changing factor on the transport industry and, and certainly supply chain in totality. If I look out more on the progression from where we're at today, making solid strides to really convert an industry that has been, uh, to your comment about pads and more manually oriented to being more automated and eventually autonomous, there's going to be a progression to get to that realm and yeah, more and more yeah are going to be implemented to be able to do that. And I, and I think that, you know, for us, the way we're thinking about that is the next big step is really veering beyond, and, and this might be a little bit centered around our business model that many folks are, are already working on, is veering beyond the transit into the flow of inventory. And, and certainly there are leaders in this space from Amazon and other companies that are, you know, doing a great job with, you know, just how they're executing a really efficient model at scale, but how we think out well beyond what where we usually have first visibility into a shipment is at the order tender. And we develop relationships and we've got an understanding of cadence and we can plan, but the more visibility we can get into the inventory life cycle and do a better job planning, I do believe that more in more investment and progress is going to be made as we work together as companies to collaborate, share data, and ultimately have greater accountability and transparency to the life cycle of logistics from the very start of the process and the inventory, even manufacturing process, all the way through to 
ultimately consumer in the end game. And that's where in the next few years, we're going to see tremendous progress. And that'll include a lot of work in the data realm, certainly a lot of work as well in the technological realm with the Internet of Things and sensor technologies and, and a variety of things that will fuel that ability for us to collaborate. One of the areas that we're in the early innings of, admittedly, but we're excited about the potential of is blockchain in the kind of facilitation of in a less proprietary way of how we execute a cross-functional collaboration with many of the companies involved with the life cycle of a shipment and the flow of inventory to more effectively and again in a less proprietary way work together to get to better outcomes. So kind of hit from a lot of different areas there and a question around where the future takes us. Yeah. But those are some of the things from where we're at today making progress to a really transformational future five to 10 years from now. But a lot of steps we'll have to take as companies that are investing in this area to test and learn and make progress incrementally in the months and years to come. Yeah. You know, any closing thoughts here in, in our final minute, Tim, about the general sort of distance of digital transformation? You know, when we look at our Emerge AI opportunity landscape and logistics and supply chain, a lot of the key lesson learned is, man, a lot of these startups are really exciting, but by golly, their customers sure do have to have systems that we can actually access to unlock some of this data. You know, even if they're big companies, geez, we, we, we've got to get digital transformation on lock. We, we've got to start treating data harmonization and, and access as, as a, you know, a remote priority here. Any, any sort of tidbits of advice around getting logistics folks, people in these departments, people in companies maybe like yours, to start to improve that digital transformation and make things more accessible? Any, anything they should bear in mind as a closing note? Yeah, in my mind, it's very much a mindset. Uh, we all have, or many people in our industry have been at it for some time. You talk about there's a lot of early entrance and a lot of investment in the supply chain and transportation realm with companies that have been around for decades, like C.H. Robinson and many that are are in their early life cycle. And But for all of us, no matter where you are at in the journey, I think to really take full advantage of technology and the opportunities in front of us using data, data science, and really just to work together to get to the most optimal outcomes, it really takes a shift in the way we've thought through time of you know, maybe being very proprietary and protecting data and not really, really thinking of it through a traditional lens of I'm concerned about, you know, too much access or collaboration as it relates to our information. And while that's certainly always going to be true to a certain extent, opening your mind up to the power of collaboration and how when we pool our information together, how we can you know, trust each other and get to better outcomes. I think one of the things we spend a lot of time doing is really trying to work with our customers and carriers to really understand the comfort level of that and the potential of that so that we can each, because I think we're more powerful together. The industry is more powerful together as a, as a whole. That's a, a really broad way of looking at it. But certainly as we, you know, just tackle our individual challenges and in the work we have to do, understanding the power of technology and data science, understanding the potential of collaboration and putting our resources together to get to successful outcomes is it's just a powerful formula that I see building momentum tremendously, but still 
were in the early innings of really knowing exactly how to execute that formula. And I think we're going to continue to gain traction and, and as an industry accomplish some things that have challenged us for many, for, for many years in the past. So it's a really exciting time in the logistics and supply chain industry powered by data science, machine learning, but also collaboration and how companies really put their knowledge together to get better better outcomes. Yep. I think cross-functional teams also involves, you know, crossing expertise between companies. And I think what you said as about it sort of being a mindset of how we think about data and IT broadly, I think you're right. I think it is it is growing, even if it is, uh, you know, uh, quote unquote, you know, a stodgy space to some degree. It's definitely an exciting time in this space. And I'm certainly rooting for you guys and the other players that are trying to modernize this world of logistics and supply chain. So, Tim, I know that's all we have for time, but thank you so much for being able to join us on the AI and Business Podcast. Thank you. Appreciate the opportunity to join you. So that's all for this episode of the AI and Business Podcast. Uh, This week, as mentioned, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, we're doing use cases three days this week. And then on Thursday, we're going to be talking about making the business case. That is to say, actually getting to yes, getting a a pilot or a deployment actually started in the enterprise. That's where you cover every Thursday. I don't know if I'm going to do four episodes every week. Uh, I I doubt it'll happen every single week. However, uh, I'm interested to know how you like this new cadence. We're going a little bit overboard to give people something to listen to every day. I know a lot of folks are still cooped up in their home, and I hope you like this new format, feel free to ping me on LinkedIn with your thoughts one way or another. If you liked this episode about logistics and supply chain and the fit for AI, we have a new white paper in our AI white paper library about artificial intelligence and the future of the supply chain. We talk about three critical trends for the future of the supply chain with AI. If you're not already an Emerge Plus member, go ahead and check out Emerge Plus itself. You can learn more about the program at emerj.com slash P1. That's P as in plus and then the number one, emerj.com slash P1. Learn more about Emerge Plus. And when you do, go ahead and hop right in to the AI white paper library and you can download any of the PDFs that you see in there. Those are some of our best PDF briefs and many of them are exclusive to Emerge Plus members. And we're adding new ones every single month. So that's emerj.com slash P1. I'm going to wrap up this episode. Be sure to stay tuned for tomorrow's episode on AI use cases where we're going to be diving back to financial services. We're going to be talking about a unique application for pricing and personalization. So I will catch you for tomorrow here on AI and Business.